taste the Mediterranean through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. Save on Animal Welfare Certified Bone-In Beef Short Ribs, Sustainable Wild-Caught Sockeye Salmon, and more. Find sales on Parmigiano-Reggiano, Charcuterie and Ground Lamb. Grab an Olive Bull Bread from the Bakery. Plus, wines from the Mediterranean start at just $8.99. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. Welcome to Mind Love, episode 285. Today's episode is all about how to release trapped emotions that are sabotaging your mind and body. And you start feeling a certain emotion. What's happening is that emotional frequency is being produced by one or more of the organs or glands in the body. And sometimes what happens is we tend to magnify sometimes these emotions and they get bigger and bigger. That can interrupt this loop, okay, of allowing the emotion to dissipate and disappear. So the emotional energy then uh, becomes kind of stuck in the body, kind of like in a suspended state of animation. And so the energy of the emotion after that experience is over, some of that emotional energy can stay behind. Turn up your frequency with Mind Love. Bite-sized brain hacks for seekers, dreamers, and doers. It's time to give your mind a little love with your host, Melissa Monti. If this is your first time giving your mind a little love, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Mind love is a habit, and the more you give your mind that love and intention, the better you'll feel about yourself and your life. Plus, it's really a win-win because more subscribers means mind love attracts even more amazing guests to bring you their wisdom. So don't forget to subscribe. Have you ever felt like something was just off in your body, but you couldn't quite put your finger on what it was? Well, it turns out our physical sensations can be linked to our emotional states. Like when you're sad and it feels like there's a lump in your throat, or when you're anxious and your chest feels tight. These are all symptoms of trapped emotions in our bodies. Some of the effects of these trapped emotions are pretty typical, like chest tightness and a lump in your throat. But in other cases, the symptoms and the root cause can be a little difficult to connect. For example, Grief is linked to the chest area, so some people who are grieving the loss of a loved one can experience chest pain so intense that it's mistaken for a heart attack. Anxiety is linked to stomach issues like stomach pain, nausea, and other digestive problems. And repressed anger can lead to frequent headaches because the energy associated with anger can get trapped in the head and the neck area. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Sometimes trapped emotions manifest in unique ways for each person. But even more fascinating is that these stuck emotions create more than just physical discomfort. They can also lead to emotional problems, behavioral patterns, and even relationship issues. So maybe that back pain that you've had on and off for a decade isn't just your posture. Or maybe your road rage isn't just your personality. Or maybe your string of terrible relationships isn't just your luck. When I first heard about this concept of repressed emotions, I just intuitively knew that I had a lot, mostly from my 20s. I really believed that strength was putting on a happy face no matter what I was going through. That resilience was storming through my trauma and not letting it affect my life. And I did this for a good 10 years. 
So on the outside, I came across as the fun one, always ready to have a good time, always making everyone laugh. But on the inside, I felt like a lonely, misunderstood little girl who just hoped to wake up and feel different. And then when another morning came and I didn't, I was ready to numb it all out. So a lot of my healing was just taking care of that little girl. But what's really interesting is that as I've chipped away at my wounds and my habits and my limiting beliefs, I've learned that some of the things that have affected me the most were things that I never even registered as trauma. Maybe a comment from my mom or dad when they were overwhelmed, or the way I felt in a particular group of people during a vulnerable time. And so I've come to believe that no one is immune to these wounds, no matter how amazing your family or your childhood was. This means that we likely all have emotions trapped in our bodies. And maybe these trapped emotions are the biggest barriers we have to the life we truly want. So what do we do? Are we just collecting damage, hoping that we make it through life without crumbling? Sadly, some people are. But the good news is, we have more power than we think we do. Isn't that just a running theme of almost every episode? So today we're going to learn how to identify and release the trapped emotions using a series of specific techniques. Our guest is Dr. Bradley Nelson. He's one of the world's most foremost experts on natural methods of achieving wellness. He's also the creator of the Emotion Code and the Body Code System, and he's the CEO of Discover Healing, which is a holistic education platform that provides training and certifies practitioners worldwide. His best-selling book, The Emotion Code, provides step-by-step instructions for working with the body's energy healing power. So three key things we will learn are why our emotions don't fully process and how they get trapped in our bodies, how to test yourself to identify if and where an emotion is trapped, and how to release these emotions in just a few minutes. I have always been someone who's prioritized wellness. Well, at least what I understood about it at the time, which has definitely evolved. But now I live in a town where some of my conveniences just aren't as accessible as when I lived in L.A. Then I found Aloe Moves and my whole experience changed. I've been an avid yogi for 16 years, but frankly, I am just underwhelmed by most online yoga. Their flows are either too easy or not varied enough. Well, Aloe Moves has everything. Of course, they have an endless selection of beginner content, since that is the category most people fall into, but they even have advanced and yoga teacher-focused content. They are the only online platform that I can find that I can narrow down the time that I'm looking for precisely. Like, I have 38 minutes today. What you got? (laughs) They have something for every mood. Trying to get a good sweat? Try their award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, HIIT classes, or reformer Pilates workouts with or without weights. Or find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and even journaling for those quiet moments. And when it comes to sleep, it's just as important as fitness and nutrition. Ever since I watched The Art of Sleep on Alo Moves, I've been falling asleep faster and staying asleep longer. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Allo Moves. Go to allomoves.com now and use code MINDLOVE for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MINDLOVE. allomoves.com code MINDLOVE. And now let's welcome Dr. Bradley Nelson to the show. Well, thank you, Melissa. It is really great to be here with you. Thanks for inviting me. 
So to start, what inspired your journey in really uncovering how emotions get trapped in our bodies? Well, um, I had a couple of really interesting experiences that happened. I, when I was seven years old, I was really sick with the measles. My parents were going to be taking me the next day into the hospital and I was going into something called an oxygen tent. I'd overheard my parents talking and I knew this was the plan. And so I'm lying there on the couch. My folks had made a bed for me on the couch um, so I could be near their room. And I'm lying there feeling really sick. And my parents came into the room and my mother said to my father, she said, um, honey, will you kneel down with me and say a prayer so our boy will be able to get well? And so they did. And as my dad is, my dad wasn't a preacher or anything like that. He was in construction and real estate. And it, and I think they were really worried about me. And so my dad's offering this short prayer. And in the middle of this prayer, this miraculous thing happens to me, which was kind of the, be this is really the kind of the beginning of my whole journey. I was just instantaneously healed. This change started at the top of my head and it went through me to the soles of my feet that fast. And I was made totally well. And it being to, to go from being really, really sick one moment to being totally healthy in the next instant is so bizarre and so so really impossible. Uh, you can't forget it. I mean, it's seared into every particle of my being. I remember that like it happened yesterday, and it was a long time ago now. So that was kind of the beginning. That taught me there's a higher power that uh, we may not necessarily uh, always be aware of uh, or think about, but we can sometimes get help if we need it. That was the lesson that came through to me at age seven. And so, um, so then when I was 13 years old, I developed kidney disease and uh, there was no treatment available for me. Uh, medically, they didn't do heart transplants back then. This was back in the 60s. So my parents decided that they would take me to see some alternative doctors. And these doctors started working on me and my body started responding immediately. And um, even though Western medicine uh, had nothing to offer me, these people were able to heal my body by doing exactly what my body apparently needed in, in just a few weeks. So I decided I was going to go into the healing arts at that point. And then I got distracted and when it, I became a computer programmer, you know, back in the early 80s. <laughs> and uh, when people would buy computers but didn't know what to do with them because there was no software. So I would write software for them. And that was going to be my new career. But then it was really, it was an answer to prayer, a very powerful answer to prayer that brought me back to this direction of going into the healing arts. So when I got into practice, uh, I just, I developed this habit. I figured, you know, higher power, God, source energy has gotten me into this. You know, maybe I can get some help. And so with every person that I saw for around 20 years of, of practice, I would, um, I would just take a moment before I would work on somebody and just have just a momentary pause and try to try to just silently mentally ask for help from up above. You know, we all believe different things and that's fine. But I'll tell you something, Melissa, there were times when um, in response to that, that ask, when information would just flood into me like an avalanche of understanding and uh, really an amazing thing. That happened rarely. I mean, I can count those experiences on one hand. So here I am for roughly 20 years or so, in this solo practice by myself, I've got a few staff members, you know, and I'd have people coming in to see me that had all kinds of different problems. And as my skills improved and uh, got better, I would seem to attract more and more difficult kinds of patients until uh, the last 10 years that I was in practice, most of the people that I saw had been told that there was really no help for them. 
There was no hope for them at all in Western medicine. All they could do was take these drugs that would try to suppress their symptoms and they'd have to just live with it and, and really end up dying with it. And the vast majority of those people, with just a couple of exceptions, I was able to help get well. And I was able to do that because, because I, I knew that the, the real key to our health and well-being has to do with the subconscious mind. Now, if you think about it, we have a conscious mind, which is where, of course, we spend all our conscious hours, you know, where we work our jobs and we have our relationships and we go to school, take our classes and so on. But then there's another part of our mind. That's our subconscious mind. And that's the part of us that's really the smart part. That's the part that is digesting your breakfast right now or your lunch, and it's converting it over into new red blood cells and uh, new muscle tissue and so on. It's a level, uh, an order of intelligence, really, that is so far beyond our ability to comprehend that we haven't really even begun to try to comprehend it yet, I think. So anyway, as a computer programmer, you see, when I went to chiropractic school, I can remember sitting in class and hearing my instructors say things like, the brain is the most amazing computer in the, in the world, probably in the universe. And, and I can remember sitting there thinking, well, if it's really a computer, the brain's a computer, gee, what if we could tap into that computer? What if we could ask questions and get answers from the computer that is inside everybody? Wouldn't that be amazing to help patients, right? To help people get well, because the brain must know what's going on. And it does, see? And so that's how I was able to help all those hopelessly sick people get well. Well, what happened was as time went on um, and I learned more and more about the body, one of the things that I learned is that the single biggest common denominator for all of my patients, no matter how young they were or how old they were, no matter what they were suffering from, whether it was mental or physical or emotional problems, they all had one thing in common and that was they all had emotional baggage. And that led me to write this book, um, The Emotion Code, the book that you just finished, right? Yes. And you liked it, right? Oh, I loved it. And part of it was because I, I've i been doing this a while. And by doing this, I mean podcasting, self-development, all of that. And you hear a lot that emotions are stored in the body, but not a lot of people go further than that. They don't tell you how to figure out what emotions, why, how to release them. And so your book was really informative in those regards where I actually felt like I had a user manual to figure some of these things out. Yeah, that's exactly what this book is about. It's, it's exactly about finding and removing that emotional baggage that, uh, that is trapped in your body. And, you know, it's been such an interesting journey for me. Um, I've been, uh, been a holistic uh, uh, chiropractic physician now for about 34 years. When I was first putting things together about emotional baggage and how it affects us, some of the things that happened were interesting. There's a story I'll tell you right now that's from the book. You might remember it. Um, there was a woman that came in to see me once and I'd seen her before, but it had been a while. She comes in one day and she thinks she's having a heart attack and she's got crushing chest pain. She's got difficulty breathing. Her left arm is completely numb. The left side of her face is numb. And I told my staff, we might need an ambulance here, but stand by just for one minute. And so I brought her into a treatment room and I started doing some testing on her. Now we use muscle testing, as you know, from reading the book to get answers from the subconscious mind because there's no, it's not like the, the body has some kind of a computer display that you can read the answers on, but you can read the answers through muscle strength or weakness. That's how we get the answers. The body is essentially a binary computer 
And if you ask questions that can be answered with a yes or a no by the body, they will uh, the body will answer you with strength for yes and weak for no. So I have her holding out her arm, if you can imagine, and I'm asking some questions. And I find out very quickly that uh, she's suffering from the effects of what we call a trapped emotion or some emotional energy that's been left behind in her body after some emotional event. And so I wanted to dig a little deeper. And so I asked a couple more questions and found out that the emotion was grief and it had happened about three years before. And when I arrived at that, she burst into tears and she said, I can't believe that's affecting me. She said, I thought I dealt with all that. And I said, well, what, what in the world happened to you? And she said that three years before, her husband had been having an affair and she found out about it and confronted him with the evidence. And the marriage blew up. And um, it was so sad, really, because she was really deeply in love with this guy, but he betrayed her with another woman. And so that was ultimately the end of their marriage. She spent about a year in therapy dealing with all of this and then had even gotten remarried. And so as far as she was concerned, that guy was just her ex and it was over and it was in the past and she was moving on with her life. But as far as her body was concerned, all of that intense grief that she had, that she had gone through, that energy was still there. And it was right, right in her heart, right there where you might expect it to be. So when we find one of these emotional energies that's trapped in the body, you know, they're invisible. You can't see them. But when we find one and we identify it at a certain point, we can release these. And it's just kind of like erasing the energy uh, from that trapped emotion. Kind of like if you if you take a, a, a credit card out of your wallet and you rub a magnet on the little magnetic strip on the back, you know, it erases the data. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what this is like. So to, to do that, I just swipe down her back a few times down her governing meridian with, with uh, either my hand or a magnet, I don't remember, but you can use either. And the feeling came back into her arm and into her face within about two or three seconds. And the chest pain, difficulty breathing, it was all completely gone. It was just amazing. And she left the office about 10 minutes later after joking with my staff. And I remember after she left sitting down at my desk and my head was kind of spinning, thinking, what in the world did I just witness? What was that? And see, we all have emotional baggage. And if you think back on your own life and you think back on your experiences that, that you've gone through, you think about the breakups you've been through. You think about all the tears that you've shed. Maybe you used to cry yourself to sleep at night when you were a child. Maybe you used to lay up at night listening to your parents argue. Maybe they got divorced. Maybe you've been through a divorce or breakups or whatever. Maybe you've had bad jobs uh, or maybe you've lost a loved one. I mean, all of these things and more can leave us with this emotional baggage And the problem is that this emotional baggage then becomes the underlying reason and the underlying cause of things like depression and anxiety and phobias and panic attacks and PTSD and eating disorders and self-sabotage of all kinds. It also, which is amazing, but it is the underlying cause of 90% of all the physical pain that people have. Now think about that. So if you're in pain right now, there's a nine out of 10 chance that pain is being caused in whole or in part by some emotional baggage, some emotional energy that is left behind after something that you've gone through.
And now for another episode of Lies We've Been Told About Our Health. We've all heard we need eight glasses of water a day, right? Well, hydration isn't actually about water intake. It's about the balance of water and electrolytes so that our bodies are actually absorbing the water instead of just passing it through. A lot of people go for those sugary sports drinks, but let's be real, those do more harm than good. I've found a better solution. Element. It's a zero-sugar electrolyte drink that's all about effective hydration. Each pack gives you essential electrolytes like sodium and potassium without the unnecessary additives found in other drinks. The team behind Element includes experts in biochemistry and nutrition, so they really know what they're doing. And it's not just for everyday use either. Elite athletes and teams, Olympic weightlifters, CrossFit champions, Navy SEALs, all rely on it too, which to me says a lot about its effectiveness. Here's what makes them really unique. They recently launched a hot chocolate line with flavors like chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry. Ever since I went alcohol-free, I've been really intentional about luxurious, health-focused drinks so I can sit back and unwind while actually doing good for my body. And the Element Chocolate Chai is great for relaxing in the evening or warming up after winter sports. And you can try Element totally risk-free. If you don't like it, you'll get your money back, no questions asked. Receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through drinkelement.com slash mindlove. That's drinklmnt.com slash mindlove to get a free starter pack with any order. I don't know about you, but I have some serious concerns when it comes to my tap water quality. And by concerns, I mean it's absolutely rancid and I don't even drink it at restaurants. <laughs> Research shows that water coming through the pipes into most homes contains a ton of contaminants. We're talking chlorine, fluoride, heavy metals, and even emerging chemicals like PFAS. I mean, have you seen the inside of your plumbing pipes? Let's be real, there's no way long-term exposure to this isn't damaging, especially if pregnant or with little ones. Now, I'm not saying we need to panic, but proactively filtering out the bad stuff seems obvious to me, and those cheap filters won't cut it either. What I personally use and recommend is a reverse osmosis system like AquaTrue. Their four-stage filtration removes over 80 potential toxins, way more protection than water filters or faucet add-ons provide. And the best part is AquaTrue's countertop model requires zero installation. It hooks right up to your sink. And unlike brand name competitors, their filters only need replacing every six months to two years, thanks to a patented membrane technology. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MIND at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code M-I-N-D. I find this also fascinating because I've spent a better part of the last like 10 to 13 years consciously healing my trauma, addressing some of the things that I've gone through, mindset shifts, even physical activity like yoga, just helping the energy move through. And so in the last few years, when I got to a point where I'm like, you know, I, I think I've addressed most of those things. And so to still see myself in specific patterns, whether it's of behavior or of just different ailments that affect me, for me, that's my sign that there's still something there. And so for I believe that those are the things that are in the subconscious mind. There's only so much that I can do with the conscious mind. And yes, sometimes I can tap into the subconscious with different different mindfulness things that I've I've used, but 
what often goes missed are those trapped emotions held in the body. And so I want to break some of this stuff down because I think that sometimes we think we know something because it's a word we've always used or, or you know, we've, we experience it all the time. But until we actually hear it from a professional that works with these things, it might we might get a different understanding of it. So I want to start with something that might sound like a silly question. What are emotions exactly and what activates them? Okay. Well, so let me explain the, the, the process that we go through when we start to experience an emotion. And let me, let me first of all set the stage here. It's important for us to realize that um, these bodies of ours, even though they seem solid, you take your hand and you slap it down on the desk, makes a nice thunk sound, right? And we weigh a certain amount and so on. The reality of our existence is that if you were to take your hand and you were to magnify it under a big enough microscope, and you kept zooming in past the cells, past the organelles, past the molecules to the level of the atom, you'd see that the body is really made of atoms and there's a lot of space in between those atoms. And if you look inside the atom, you see there's really nothing in there. It's just energy. So that really that's all we are. We are just energy. In fact, to make a point, some quantum physicists recently, uh, within the last few years, I guess, figured out that you could take all 5.8 or so billion people uh, on Earth, and if you could remove all of the empty space in between all of those atoms in their bodies, you could fit all of those people into one little box the size of a sugar cube to make a point. That's what they said. And so the body is nothing but pure energy. And... Um, Think about it. If you shine a bright enough light at the body, you can shine that light right through the body and your bones will make shadows on the wall or on film. We call that x-ray. X-ray is just a form of light, right? Your bones make shadows. What happens is when you start to feel an emotion, there is this little emotional process that, that we go through. I like to refer to it as the emotional loop. So when something happens and an emotion starts to come up for you, what's happening is that emotion that you're feeling is a specific and very unique vibration of energy. When you get right down to it, everything in the world, everything in the universe is made of nothing but energy. Thoughts are energy. Emotions are energy too, but every emotion has its own specific frequency. So when something happens and you start feeling a certain emotion, what's happening is that emotional frequency is being produced by one or more of the organs or glands in the body. That's one of the functions that those organs and glands have is that they are emotional frequency generators, all right? And so what happens is when you start to feel that emotion, let's say the emotion is anger. Well, that might be produced by the liver or the gallbladder, okay? Maybe the emotion is grief. That's produced by the lungs or the colon. So there are all of these connections that, and these go back to five element theory and Chinese medicine thousands and thousands of years ago. When you start to feel that emotion, you start to recognize it. You start to feel the, maybe the physical sensations that go along with that emotion. You start to think the thoughts that go along with that particular emotion. And most of the time what happens is we acknowledge that emotion. And so that loop is allowed to complete. So that, in other words, we, we, acknowledge the emotion, then we allow it to dissipate its energy, and then it moves on, and we're ready for the next emotion. And we go through this little process multiple times every day. Some emotions are more powerful than others, though, and sometimes what happens is 
an emotion comes up for us that is really powerful. Sometimes we decide that we're going to make it more powerful and we decide to become really involved. And maybe we might think, well, you know, yes, I am resentful about that, what that person did to me. And not only am I feeling that emotion naturally because I've been wronged, but I'm going to really get involved with that emotion and really feel that in a really powerful way because, you know, by golly, I can do that. And so we tend to magnify sometimes these emotions and they get bigger and bigger. That can interrupt this loop, okay, of allowing the emotion to dissipate and disappear. So that the emotional energy then uh, becomes kind of stuck in the body, kind of like in a suspended state of animation. And so the energy of the emotion after that experience is over, some of that emotional energy can stay behind. That's one way we develop these trapped emotions, by just becoming too involved and too upset by them. Another thing that happens is sometimes, uh, sometimes we bury emotions because some emotions coming up and we don't want to feel it. We don't want to acknowledge it at all. And so we stuff that emotion. You haven't ever done that, have you, Melissa? Oh, I did that for a good decade. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm talking about then. Right? Yes. <laughs> that will also create a trapped emotion because it's breaking the little emotional loop. And so the emotion hasn't been really felt all the way. And so it's kind of suspended in the body. So a trapped emotion is a ball of energy from about the size of a baseball to about the size of a softball. These inhabit the body. The average adult probably has two or 300 of these from different things that they've experienced. And sometimes they are even from things we don't remember. Um, another story that you might recall from the book was an event that I went to. I was speaking at um, this event about the emotion code. And before the event started, I was greeting people as they were coming into this big room. And I happened to meet this young woman and uh, she showed up with her mother. So I met the two of them and made their acquaintance. Later on, as I'm talking, uh, I asked for a volunteer. And so this young woman raises her hand. She's sitting uh, on the front row. And so she comes up. And so I start doing some muscle testing with her and asking questions of her subconscious mind. And I find out that she has a trapped emotion of forlorn. And forlorn is kind of feeling all alone and hopeless and kind of desolate. And it happened to her when she was one year old. Now, I got that through muscle testing. And I thought, okay, um, she's not going to know anything about this. And I asked her, I said, do you have any idea what this might have been about? Nope, she had no idea. And I happened to look out at the audience, uh, and there was her mother. And her mother was as white as a sheet. And she has her hands up like this, covering her mouth and her nose. <laughs> she looks kind of in shock. And I said, hey, do you have any idea what this might be about? And she said she did. She was really embarrassed. But she said that... Um, she thought she, she maybe knew what this was. She said that back in those days, she used to use cloth diapers uh, for her daughter, and she accidentally one day pinned her daughter to her diaper. So her poor daughter's got this safety pin going through her skin, and I'm sure she must have been crying the whole time, and her mom didn't recognize, didn't know it until she changed her the next time, which is probably several hours. And uh, so here's this poor baby in all this pain, and she's developing this emotion of forlorn, feeling forlorn. No one's helping me. I'm all alone. And so that emotional energy became trapped in her body. So I released that. I, I asked if that's what it was. I asked her subconscious mind if that's what had created this. And the answer was yes from her subconscious, a strong answer. So I released it, which just takes a few seconds. And then she went back and sat down. 
Well, about 10 days later, I get an email from this girl's mother. And she said, she said, my daughter has had a problem with her hip and her knee. I think it was on the right side, she said, for about 10 years. She was about 21 at the time. And she said, um, it's been gradually affecting her and gradually getting worse. And she said, it's, it's slowly started to affect the way that she walks. And she said, we've tried everything to fix it, but nobody's been able to fix it. But she said, the moment you release that trapped emotion of forlorn from age one, about the safety pin of being through her skin, she said, that pain's been gone. She said, I waited 10 days to see if this was some kind of a fluke, but she said, it has not come back. She said, her gait is completely normal now, the way she walks. And she said, not only that, she's feeling this new feeling of lightness of being that she hasn't felt before. And she's telling everybody about this. Now, that's a good example of why we use the subconscious mind, why we ask the subconscious mind about these trapped emotions. Because think of it, um, that girl, if we hadn't found and released that trapped emotion from age one about the safety pin problem, <laughs> she would probably still have by now, she'd probably have arthritis in her hip and in her knee because um, because of that emotional energy. Isn't that interesting? It's so interesting and so relatable because I think we've all had varying degrees of all of the ways that the emotions get trapped in our bodies. I mentioned that I just stuffed away my emotions for a good 10 years and probably longer than that because I really believed that strength was not letting things affect me, which in my limited perspective, not knowing how to deal with anything as like a teenager, that really just meant hiding my pain and pretending yeah. that it wasn't there and not addressing it, not communicating, not trying to understand myself more. And so that energy is going to do what it does because yeah. I'm not providing any pathways to release it. And then as far as the kind of amplifying that emotion, I think about that when I get caught up in gossip or one of the things that I've been focusing lately on, because it's the holidays and we all get to go visit our families and <laughs> it's one of those things where mm -hmm. families trigger us like we've done no work at all. And so sure. <laughs> one of the things I've noticed is uh, I've been kind of focusing on this idea of re-listening to books like Psycho-Cybernetics and mm -hmm. talking about how when we worry, we're basically just sort of manifesting our worst case scenario. But I think yeah. we do that even with people or with our own personal experiences that have already happened where we create this story or we see people for just their flaws. or And so we we think about those things and replay them. And then before we know it, a whole person, like our own mom, can become just like a caricature of themselves because we're focusing on all these tendencies that they do. And we do the same things to ourselves when we're beating ourselves up, when we're stuck in a rut. And then finally, the implicit memories of childhood. Yeah, we don't remember a lot of the things before about age three, but our bodies do. And actually, I've read that that first year is what, and maybe you can tell me if this is correct or not, but is it true that the first year we actually store, it's like the biggest time for storage of these emotions or something like that? It's the time that we're most impressionable. So our, our brain is just grasping at every single experience we have. And so a lot of us have these, some people have these big things like neglect or child abuse. And so they're easy to kind of recall. But for many of us, we're like, well, you know, I haven't gone through a big trauma or I haven't, I haven't gone through this big thing. But what I don't think a lot of people realize is that what your conscious mind might think of a big thing 
might not be the same thing that your subconscious mind thinks of as a big thing. And so you might have just passed it off like, no way could that dog nipping me in the shin 25 years ago still <laughs> have an effect on my subconscious mind. But our bodies are holding on to that because it was in fear. Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take about 20,000 breaths a day. And get this, the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, and in some cases up to 100 times more polluted, according to the EPA. And did you know that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths globally? So what's the solution? Two words living intentionally. We have to take full responsibility for every area of our lives, including our health, which also includes our air. And that's why I love my air doctor. As a reminder, when you support my sponsors, you also support the show. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants, so your lungs don't have to. This includes pollutants like allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, spores, and even bacteria and viruses. I live in the mountains, and our air is pretty great. When I drive home, I can witness myself rising above the cloud of pollution that covers the rest of Southern California. But I know that even in the mountains, my home traps in the contaminants that my family brings inside. Plus, just sleeping one night with my air doctor, I could actually feel the difference. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head to Air Doctor Pro and use promo code MIND, and depending on the model, you'll get up to $300 off. You're saving up to $300. Lock this special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code MIND. That's promo code M-I-N-D. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Exactly. Yeah, that's so true. You know, one of the other really fascinating things uh, about the emotion code is how at conception, we often inherit emotional energy from mom or dad that they might have gotten at conception from their mom or dad. And sometimes these can go back for many generations. And so we're a product not only of uh, our own emotional baggage, but we're also a product to some degree of those energies that we have received from our line, from our ancestral line that also manifest in our lives. I mean, imagine if, uh, you know, maybe your 10th great grandmother was jilted at the altar. And so she had this intense emotion of grief that got stuck in her body. And then maybe later she married and had children and, uh, and you're a descendant of those people and that grandmother, and you may, wonder now why it's difficult for you to find love in your life. Maybe you're alone, or maybe you just have difficulty with relationships and you bounce from one to another. And it could be from some of that inherited baggage. That's the kind of thing that happens. So I've seen people who have had uh, money issues, for example, because something happened to some ancestor, you know, 20 generations ago, maybe they were thrown into the poorhouse. I mean, who knows? 
but that energy gets passed down. And scientists now are, um, they're finding this out. They're showing that, uh, that uh, animals that have received some kind of a trauma will somehow share that memory or they'll, they'll share parts of it somehow down the line, up to 14 generations, they say, in lower animals. And so that's what we do too. So that's one of the really nice things about the emotion code is because we are, we're not, we're not asking the conscious mind really to know what our real issues are, what the real underlying problems are. We're asking the subconscious and it knows everything. It knows all about all the inherited stuff. It knows what happened when you were in the womb, for example, and your mom was having difficulty and going through emotional trauma. I mean, you may be carrying some of that. Sometimes it's things that happen to us that we, we don't have any memory of consciously. And so that's one of the big drawbacks to some of the other methods out there that work on removing emotional baggage. They often are limited to asking you, well, what do you think it is? Or what do you remember? Or how's your relationship with your mom or your dad? And, and sometimes these things can go way back, way back into the womb, even before that. Yeah, I've discussed ancestral trauma on this podcast, but it is interesting hearing that your subconscious mind even knows that because it seems like, you know, it might just be confined to what your personal experience has been. But like you said, we know more than we think we do. And I think we can also tap into that sort of, it's what they do in the Akashic Records. There's also this layer of energy, I think, that we don't realize that we can tap into to find out things that are even beyond ourselves. And so I want to get into how to do some of this muscle testing so that people can experience getting answers from their own subconscious minds. And I know that there's a a few ways to do this, but what is the first most accessible way to start? Well, the easiest way um, to get information from the subconscious mind, which most people have not really done in any overt way um, during their lifetime, something you have to learn. The easiest way to do it is what we call the sway test. Now, the sway test is performed by um, standing. Uh, You can also sit right on the edge of a chair if you want to. It doesn't really work if you're driving. So if you're driving and listening to this, uh, do it after you get home. But um, you can stand up, drop your hands down to your sides. Just totally relax. Take a deep breath. Let it out. And as you're standing there totally relaxed, you'll probably notice that there's a little bit of movement going on. You might you might sway a little to the right or left, or maybe at an angle, just a little. Uh, that's just the normal oscillation that goes on. That's your postural muscles working to keep you from falling over. Now, as you're standing there, let me just share something with you. Um, you know that if you take a plant and you put it in a pot and you put it near a window, it's going to eventually grow towards the light coming in from the window. If you don't rotate it periodically, it's going to end up permanently bent in one direction, Right. They've done studies and they found that plants will actually also grow towards sound coming out of a soothing music and lullabies and things, gentle kinds of beautiful sounds coming out of a speaker. Plants will grow towards a speaker, but if the speaker's uh, blasting out really harsh grating sounds and certain kinds of really intense music, the plant will grow away from the speaker. And so the human body has the same capacity. In other words, as you're standing there totally relaxed, If you're holding thoughts of positivity or congruency or truth, what will happen is 
as you hold those thoughts of congruency or positivity or truth, what'll happen is your body will start to sway forward. If you're holding thoughts of negativity or falsehood or incongruency, your body will start to sway backward. So what I'd like you to do, let's start with something negative, okay? And just to see what your body does. And I don't want you to force this, just allow your subconscious mind to do whatever it wants to do. Let's start with something negative. So I'd like you to think for a moment about the word war. It's about the most negative thing I can think of for this demonstration, okay? We hear that word all the time, don't we? There's always a war going on, it seems, somewhere in the world. Um, probably, probably all of our lives, there's been a war going on somewhere. What I'd like you to do for a moment, though, is I'd like you to think about what really goes on in war. What, what is really happening? Bring it down to a human level. What are some human beings doing to other human beings? And what's happening to villages? And what's happening to cities? And what's happening to families? What's happening to children and fathers and mothers and families? Think about all of the, uh, all of the tears that have been shed um, from all the wars that have been fought since day one on this planet. As you think about that, and as you contemplate what war really means, what that, what that word really means on a human level, at a certain point, your subconscious mind is going to become aware of what you are consciously thinking about. And as you hold that thought, your subconscious mind will start to move you away from the sheer negativity of that thought, and you'll start to sway backward. And that's your subconscious moving you away from that moving you away from that, that negative energy, that negative thought. Now, um, let's shift gears for a minute. And what I'd like you to do now is I'd like you to think about, um, just play along with me here. Imagine that, uh, imagine that we're a thousand years in the future. And imagine that, uh, that your life is totally different now. You're still you, but you've changed in some really powerful ways. For one thing, now you're living in a place where you're surrounded with unconditional love. Everything and everyone is nothing but unconditional love for you. What would that feel like? But think about this. Imagine that over the last thousand years, you've grown to a point where your ability to love unconditionally yourself has grown exponentially. So that now the love that fills your heart for all of creation, for every being, for every creature is so big that your heart can't even contain that love. And that love expands out from your heart and it goes out and it fills the world and it goes out into space and it fills the solar system and it fills the galaxy. Imagine, imagine what it would be like to be that level of, of being. Imagine, what would that be like? Now, as you consciously think about that and ponder that potentiality, because I believe it is a potentiality for all of us to get to that state as you contemplate that, when your subconscious mind connects with what you're consciously holding in your mind, your subconscious will start to move you forward. You're, you'll start to sway forward. And I know a lot, of, a lot of your listeners right now and viewers are right on their tiptoes because that's how this works. The subconscious will move you towards that because that is a possible future for you, you see. And so um, you can use this test, the sway test, to get simpler answers from the body. You can hold a thought, for example. You can ask this question in your subconscious mind. You might want to imagine seeing it on a billboard in your subconscious. Do I have a trapped emotion? Do I have a trapped emotion? Hold that thought, hold that thought in your mind and allow your subconscious mind to give you an answer. 
And don't force the answer, just allow it to happen. You'll sway forward for yes. You'll sway backward for no. If I have a trapped emotion. And then here's one other question. And even though you may never have heard of this particular phenomenon, your subconscious mind already knows all about it uh, because the subconscious mind of every one of us is tied into the database of universal intelligence uh, that fills the universe. Ask this question, even if you don't know what this is. Here's the question. Do I have a heart wall? Do I have a heart wall? A heart wall is a, a wall that we put up around our heart made of layers of emotional baggage, negative emotions. Hold that thought in your mind for a moment. Do I have a heart wall? Do I have a heart wall? And see what your subconscious mind does. And so using a method like this, we can simply ask other yes or no questions. We use a chart of emotions um, in the emotion code process. The chart is... Uh, consists of 60 emotions uh, divided up into um, two columns and six rows. It looks like this in the book, okay? Here's the chart on this side, chart of emotions. And uh, so the next step would be, if you find out, if your subconscious says you have a trapped emotion, the next question would be, okay, is it in column A or column B? And you'll get a yes to one of those, and that'll get rid of half the chart. And then you can ask, is it in an odd row? row one or three or five in the chart, and you'll get a yes or no on that. And following that process, eventually, um, you'll narrow it down very quickly to a single cell. And you might find that you're in cell A1, and it might be either abandonment or betrayal or forlorn or lost or love and received, or maybe it's column B, row six. Maybe it's pride, shame, shock, or unworthy or worthless. And um, you'll be able to go through and ask which emotion it is and the subconscious mind will take you to the emotion. There's just a simple process. The whole process is outlined in the book of how to do this. The beauty of it, though, is that uh, literally anyone can do this. It's very, very rapid, and there is, there's nothing in this system about going back and reliving trauma or re-experiencing anything like that at all. Uh, the emotion code simply works by finding as rapidly as possible the emotional energy that's stuck in the body and deleting it. That's it. Super fast. It reminds me of how, you know, sometimes you think you're completely relaxed and then you actually do a body scan with a meditation or something and you get to like your shoulders and you're like, oh my God, I didn't even know I was holding it up. Sure. <laughs> and so that's <laughs> kind of reminds me of the simplicity of this. You know, when you spot the area, you can then have greater ability to release it. You mentioned earlier how you can use either your hand or a magnet. What's the difference between those two processes? Well, there's really no difference. I mean, um, when you're working on yourself or on another person, you use uh, a meridian called the governing meridian. Now, the governing meridian, the meridians, first of all, for those of you that might not be uh, familiar with it, uh, the meridians are like little rivers of energy that flow just under the skin in the body. And they're all over the body. But um, one of the most important meridians is the governing meridian, which starts at the tailbone and it goes straight up the back, straight up the spine, over the top of the head and down the nose and to the inside of the upper lip. And that meridian is a very important meridian. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the Amazon um, river in this river system of the meridians. And what we find is that um, when we have an intention to release a trapped emotion and it's been made ready to be released by this process that we've gone through, 
Um, we can use a magnet, which is just a form of energy, or you can use uh, your hand, which is also, of course, biomagnetic. And if you swipe over any length of this meridian, you can then release that emotional energy that's been made ready to be released. Most people can release, they can find and release a trapped emotion in about a minute once they know how to do this process. It's really simple. If you're working on yourself to release a trapped emotion, once you've identified it and gone through the process, you could just start at your forehead and go over the head like this a few times, okay? Uh, if you're working on someone else, you might start at the, maybe the base of their neck and go down to their waist a few times, okay? So um, down their back, so easy to do. We talked about how uh, you mentioned that our thoughts aren't private. We basically have access to everything if we really know and understand that we do. Uh -huh. I wonder what effect does it have on other people when we have stored emotions versus we choosing to be those people that release them? I, I know for me, one yeah. of the biggest things about being a mom, <laughs> all of a sudden I'm like, Okay, I've been working on a lot of things, releasing a lot of things. I don't want to pass down things. And so it's sort of motivated me even more to get in touch with some of the things that I'm still holding on to, some of the patterns that were passed down to me, because I don't want to pass them on to my child, you know? And so I kind yeah. of look at this as a good way to reset. But even just carrying that energy out in the world and coming in contact with people, how do you think maybe our effect on the world is different when we choose to release these emotions versus just kind of mindlessly carrying them. Yeah, well, you know, the fascinating thing that, uh, that I've seen for many, many years is that when one person in a relationship starts to work on their own emotional baggage or they start having someone help them to get rid of that emotional baggage, the relationship inevitably shifts. Now, most of the time, the relationship shifts for the better but sometimes um, people can be in a relationship that they maybe really shouldn't be in. And um, sometimes they're staying in the relationship because of their emotional baggage. Um, and really that brings us, I suppose, to the heart wall uh, because um, the heart wall itself, like I said, is, is a wall that's put up. It's an invisible wall, a wall made of energy. It's made literally from the energy of your emotional baggage. And... Um, when a person has a heart wall and that wall is taken down, that tends to create the biggest shift of all um, in people's love lives and in uh, relationships. Um, I like to say we're living in now in the age of the heart. And um, uh, if you go back to the 1960s, when doctors first started doing heart transplants, um, they found that sometimes people would come back and they would report strange goings on. They would talk about how their taste in music or food, or sports totally changed, or that they had memories of being in places that they never in their life had ever visited, or that their handwriting had totally changed. And when they would connect these people with the family of the heart donor, uh, the person who, of course, had died, they would find out, um, yes, that's our son's handwriting that you have. How weird is that? Or, well, yeah, our daughter visited Rome every year. It was your favorite thing to do. And now you have memories of being in Rome? but you've never in your whole life ever visited there? Those must be her memories? Crazy, right? There are whole books written about this. It's called cellular memory. And it specifically um, happens with these heart transplants. Um, sorry, it's a little noisy here. Um, anyway, so <laughs> it's really, really fascinating. So uh, the ancients believed the heart was the seat of the soul, the source of love and creativity and romance and all of these things. 
And um, in the West, we've never really given much credence to those old ideas. Uh, if anything, we've just thought, oh, you know, those ancient peoples, they didn't have the kind of equipment we have today. They were just really poetic and they thought the heart had to do with love and romance. Ha <laughs> ha, we know the heart is just a pump. That's all it is. But guess what? When you're feeling really deeply hurt by somebody, where do you feel it? You feel it here, right? You feel like your heart is going to break. That word heartache comes from, you know, that feeling, right? You can feel like there's an elephant sitting on your chest or like you can't breathe. Uh, you might feel like you're choking. So all of those things the ancients believed about the heart, I believe are absolutely true. We now know that the heart has a lot of gray matter and white matter in it. And they say that there's a little brain in the heart. And that's where we store these, uh, these memories and these affinities, the things we really truly care about. They're, uh, they're in there. So when you feel like your heart's going to break, if that happens to you more than once or twice, the subconscious mind will put up a wall around the heart. And that wall is made of layers of your emotional baggage. And uh, taking down that wall uh, can be the most important thing that you can ever do for yourself. Because when that wall is taken down, people fall in love who never, ever thought they would. People feel joy who were never able to feel joy before. People know, I mean, people have described all of these things to us. People sometimes say that they, for the first time in their life, know what the emotion of love actually feels like. Sometimes they say that uh, for the first time in their whole life, they can actually feel the love of the higher power for them. Uh, think how profound that is. It's amazing. One of my favorite stories is actually from one of our practitioners who told me that her sister contacted her one day and she said, look, you know, my divorce was nine years ago now and I'm just tired of being alone and I was hurt. I know I've got some emotional baggage. I probably have a heart wall. Will you come work on me? And so she did. And the two of them spent the weekend together. And sure enough, the divorced sister had a heart wall. And her, her sister, who knew the emotion goat, was able to take down that heart wall, release all those emotions. And that was on a weekend. Now, neither one of them told anybody what they were doing. But on Monday, guess what started to happen? The phone started to ring. And who was it? Well, it was guys that hadn't talked to her in a long time. But when that wall was taken down, that energy, that pure essence of who she really was, and, and her availability also kind of encoded into that energy starts going out into the world. And then guys that are on that wavelength, that wavelength start thinking about her. Oh, you know, I haven't thought of her for a long time. What she's doing now? And boom, they start calling. So this is how things work. It's, uh, it's all about quantum physics. Um, if you're stuck in the Newtonian world, the old world of, uh, of Newton and his models of physics, I mean, those were great for their time. But now... We're in the 21st century and it's really all about energy. It's about quantum physics and uh, we're all interconnected. We're all brothers and sisters and quantum physics is, is actually proving all of it. It's really fun. Yeah, one of the stories in the book that just brought me back because I knew this information, but I hadn't thought of it in a while because I didn't know why it was important or what to relate it to, but it's about music tuners being in a room and how basically if you have a bunch of tuning forks in a room and you ding one of them and it plays a frequency, the other ones will it will start to hum at a very low vibration. And even if you stop the first one, the other ones still hum. And so it shows right. even at a distance, we're always affecting the people around us, especially with whatever frequency that we're holding. Well, right, exactly. And And to expand that idea a little bit, if you think about this, you can think about every trapped emotion in your body as being kind of like a little tuning fork, right? 
vibrating in its own particular frequency. Well, what is that going to do? Well, it's going to tend to have the effect of drawing people into your life that are on that same frequency or that will tend to create that same frequency more easily for you. This is what we see with people, for example, who continually choose the wrong kind of mate. They're in the wrong relationship. They choose the wrong kind of person over and over and over. And their friends all wonder, well, why does she keep choosing losers, you know, or why does he keep choosing women that are mean? And it's because of that baggage. When that baggage is removed, then those things can just shift spontaneously and usually do. Well, I want to go back to the releasing of the emotions, just in case that wasn't clear. So say somebody does the sway test, they go through the questions that are available with the chart, the emotion code chart on discoverhealing.com. They kind of figure out where it is. Walk us through the process of intentionally releasing those emotions. So let's say, for example, do you want me to, uh, do, you want me to do a, a demo on you? Yeah, do my heart because I know I got a heart wall up there. <laughs> okay. okay, sure. All right. So let's do this. Here's the, uh, here's the book and here's the chart, right, of emotions. The first thing that we like to do and what we teach is because this work has really come down from up above, okay, from source energy, higher power, however you might want to think of it. But that's kind of where it came down from, really, because I was asking for help with my patients, trying to help them day in, day out, you know, asking help for help with everybody that I saw. And that's really where this has come from. And so we like to acknowledge that before we work on anybody. So what I'll do is just take a moment here and just ask silently for some help for us. Okay, here we go. Okay, so this ended up taking about 13 to 15 minutes, so I'm going to spare you. But if you are interested, I will have the video of exactly how he did this healing in the Mind Love membership at mindlove.com slash membership. But it was a pretty quick process overall because we did have to go through multiple layers and <laughs> break through my heart wall, turns out. And it was really, really interesting. So you can check out more information on his website or join the membership and see the video. So let's ask, do you still have a heart wall? Oh, let's see. Do you still have a heart wall? Oh, awesome. Guess what, Melissa? Today's your lucky day. No more heart wall. I was doing a, yeah. I was doing a meditation. It was a breathwork meditation with a group of women in the moon circle. And, and it was this hour-long breathwork. And the whole purpose was to kind of dis or break through your heart barrier. And I just remember... You breathe into the chest, you breathe into the stomach over and over again. And it was about 40 minutes in that all of a sudden I heard something kind of, cr I felt something like crack through, like I could feel energy go through a little bit more. Yeah. And I just started bawling. And so I don't mm. know if I tended to anything there, but it just, it was this really kind of physical experience of knowing that there was something there that maybe I could penetrate eventually. So I've kind of had that on my mind for a few years now. Mm, that's awesome. Well, you may have released some trapped emotional energy there kind of spontaneously. That can happen. That was great. That didn't take too long. Sometimes people have more trapped emotions uh, making up the heart wall. The average, I think, is probably like 18 to 24, but it depends on the person. And it depends also on how much work they've done, maybe other kinds of work like what you're talking about. Sometimes those energies can release kind of spontaneously. But the emotion code is a, is a really powerful way to... Um, to surgically go after these in a sense, right? To be able to go right after these and find these and get rid of these. And, um, and the, you had quite a bit that was inherited too. 
So that's yeah. kind of fun. I just like how, <laughs> like I, the example I said before, spontaneous, accidental, I don't even know what's there versus getting a little bit more specific and understanding how you are moving through the healing. And so we have so much to work with from this episode with straight hands-on activities we can do on ourselves. Highly recommend getting the book because there's ways to actually work with your partner. I know that there's a lot of people out there who like to do this self-development with a partner so that they're kind of on the same track together. And there's exercises that you can do with that as well. Mm -hmm. And then even for people who are finding different ways to kind of pull their partner in that might not have this interest as as directly as you do. So highly recommend getting the book. And for listeners that are interested in learning more about you, your book, The Emotion Code, and you actually have an upcoming one that I'm hoping to get you on yeah. a separate interview to talk about. Sure. <laughs> Where's the best place that they can connect? That's The Body Code. Well, um, the uh, our website is at discoverhealing.com. That's our main site for our company. Our company is called Discover Healing. And so discoverhealing.com. You can go to my website. My personal site is drbradleynelson.com. And of course, we're all over, you know, Twitter and all those other social media places. So this is the book, The Emotion Code, available, of course, now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, other places, wherever books are sold. And then we have this book, The Body Code, that um, that goes the rest of the way beyond emotional baggage to all of the other kinds of imbalances that cause us to lose our health and how you can tap into the subconscious mind like it says here, it's unlocking your body's ability to heal itself. That's what it's all about. That's the age now that we are stepping into. Finally, after all these years, uh, lots of people have lost their faith in organized Western medicine. And oddly enough, there's an alternative now that uh, is appearing on the scene. And uh, and that's really through uh, this work, the emotion code and the body code. People can uh, take their health into their own hands. And um, there's so much that we can do to heal ourselves and our loved ones and our friends and family members. Um, lots of fun. So this, is, this has really been great, Melissa. Thank you. All the links for this episode will be at mindlove.com slash 285. I bet you can guess what your challenge is going to be. Why not try a little muscle testing? We have a number of ways to do this, but I feel like the easiest way to do this is the sway test. This is something I learned actually years ago when I was learning about pendulums. (laughs) I had this holistic healer that was teaching me about these things. And honestly, at that time, I was a little skeptical. But the more that I use it in this way, rather than relying on an outside tool, instead I'm focusing on my own body, The more I practice, the more I gain that trust with myself. And I can feel myself do that in conversations. For example, when I feel closed off from the conversation, like I don't want to be in it, I notice that I'm naturally kind of pulling away or I'll cross my arms. All of those cues that we learned back with Vanessa Van Edwards episode, which was episode 223, one of the most fascinating episodes. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to that one. There's all these nonverbal cues that we just intuitively do. It comes naturally. And when we are engaged in something, we naturally lean forward. So why do we think that that wouldn't happen when we're on our own? Because our minds are so powerful. Our minds can take us into a doom spiral or they can give us chills when we're thinking about something that makes us happy and elated. 
So of course your body's gonna react to different thoughts and sensations. And the thing that we need to overcome is trusting that we have more wisdom than our conscious mind does. And the more you listen to podcasts like this, the more you read books, talk to people who really study the mind or collective consciousness, this isn't just a theory anymore. There's so much proof out there that we have this access into this universal layer of energy that's just packed with wisdom. It's why you can find dozens of studies on telepathy if you scour CIA documents. <laughs> this isn't just woo. It might be something that certain powers that be try to hide from you because nobody wants a mass of people who know their own power, but that's what we're here for, to tap right into that. So try it out and play with it a lot because that's what mastery is. You can try it one time and be like, ah, eh, this doesn't work for me. But who tries anything one time and actually feels confident in doing it? So practice when you're bored. Practice while you're making dinner. While you're just standing there rocking back and forth from your heels to your toes. <laughs> just see what happens and let me know how it goes. Reach out to me on Instagram at mindlovemelissa. If you loved this episode, the best way to show how much you love it is to share it on Instagram. Take a screenshot and tag Mind Love Podcast or Mind Love Melissa. I've also been spending a lot of time on Twitter. Twitter is my business personality. It's my entrepreneur side and content. So meet me there, Mind Love Melissa. Tag me, whether it's on Instagram or on Twitter, and I will reshare or retweet. And all of my sponsors are at mindlove.com slash sponsors. I've also had a recent website rebrand, redesign. So check out everything on mindlove.com. There's a brand new membership community that is packed with masterclasses, seriously thousands of dollars worth of courses for a very low monthly fee. I did a survey recently asking what you guys would like to see from Mind Love, and a lot of people were like, sounds kind of cheesy, but worksheets and such. Well, if you want to get your hands in this content, the membership is the best place to do that. So you can find that at mindlove.com slash membership. And that's all for today. So thanks for giving your mind a little love today, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into your higher frequency with Mind Love. Head to mindlove.com for a free gift to keep your vibes up until next week. Thank you.